0: What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer Ben Mahich and myself, Anthony Sididino. We're your hosts, and you are now Lockdown Wizards, where you get everything Wizards basketball. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into. Ben and I will be discussing the most recent loss against the Memphis Grizzlies and what was surprisingly an uninspiring performance from really everyone. But first, Ben and I would love to thank all of you out there for tuning in, listening whenever you may be uh, making this show a part of your day, uh before work, after work, during lunch, guys. We love your support. Um uh, so thank you. Um we love coming at you Monday through Friday. Ben, let's get right into it. Uh like I said, we have a ton to cover. After a really, really bad loss this somber Tuesday evening, Ben. Against the Memphis Grizzlies, one twenty-five to one eleven. Ben, flat out, the Wizards were never able to really find a groove in this one, and uh, it just—it started off slow, and the, the pace never really seemed to pick up. Um, turnovers were just—it was so hard to watch them turn the ball over the way they did, it, how much they did, and and yeah, uh, they never really gave them themselves a. A real shot to win this one, Ben. I hope you're doing well, my friend. A lot better than a lot of these Wizards fans out here. How are you doing? And uh, what do you do you
1: think of this latest loss, Anthony? I'm doing well. We're gonna bring the energy. Look, the Wizards couldn't bring it; they weren't consistent. But guess what? Locked on Wizards is consistent, and we always bring the energy. There are no fans in attendance, but I wish that they could get their money back. That's how bad that loss was. I mean, from start to finish. Oh wow! The stars: Brad Beal, Russell Westbrook. Six turnovers six turnovers for Brad eight for Russ could never get any flow going Memphis looked like the veteran team even though they were led by John Morant who's 20 what 21 years old uh, yeah this is one of the one of the worst losses I think Washington's had this year just because they had all the momentum in the world we mentioned the Boston loss on Sunday that was a disappointing loss it wasn't some sort of uh you know they didn't take a, a beating in that game they they it was kind of just a happenstance loss. We're up by five with 40 seconds left. Uh, they had momentum going into this game. Should have won it. You know, Memphis is a very young team. Washington was rolling, and they really dropped the ball here. Really nothing positive to say here besides the fact that Denny Abdi got some run. Um, it's hard to put together any semblance of momentum when you're turning the ball over left and right. Nobody here got the flow going. Rarely, look, a 23-point game for most players is a good game. For Bradley Beale, it's a bad game. 23 points, six turnovers. Didn't play all that well. Could never get his flow. So all in all, right. just kind of it's just a flat game from the Wizards, flat game from the coaching staff, all in all, just a F. I give him an F all around. Giving him an F. Guys, Ben just, he opened up the show and he said, we're going to bring some positivity,
0: some energy, and he, and he, and he, bring, he gives us an F.
1: <laughs> I never said positivity. I said oh. energy and consistency. that what we're here for. <laughs> I bring the energy and consistency, Anthony. That's what the Wizards didn't do. On Tuesday, but guess what? The season is long. We've seen this team bounce back. We have to stay hopeful if we're gonna if we're gonna take that road. But right, and find anything to I guess gain from this loss. It's like guys,
0: Ben, come on! I I thought you were gonna find one of the most obvious things like to really take from this. That's that's such a positive to take. Bring it home another unbelievably efficient night for our guy, Robin Lopez, six for six from the Let's floor. Let's go, 14 baby. 14 boards. I mean, he brought, you know what he brought out of his bag. It's that hook shot that I love. It's that hook shot that, I, that, that we all love. That's <laughs> gold. It is. I, I, Look, I, I mean, nothing else is falling that well. And it always does. For if, if anything's consistent this season, Lockdown Wizards fans, Ben Mej, it's got to be Robin Lopez.
1: It's got to be Robin Lopez. We just talked about the worst, one of the worst losses they've had this year in terms of the momentum that came out of the game. But guess what? Robin Lopez, 100% from the field, 14 points, basically all hook shots. We've made fun of this guy all throughout the season, poke fun at him, obviously. Um, he's become a scorer. He's not the defensive presence the Wizards had hoped that he would become. But honestly, jokes aside, he really was the only bright spot this game, which doesn't bode well for the game. And as you him see, and Denny really, Denny played right? well as well. We'll, we'll yeah. touch on him a little bit later. But 125 exactly. 11, that uh, that's the story of the game. And Robin Lopez is the player of the game. It, is he? I I'd say he is. Why exactly. not? Exactly. And that's why we're sitting here and looking at the at the record uh or the score because Ben twenty two turnovers
0: as a team hard to Wizards. overcome.
1: Hard to overcome.
0: Robin yes. Lopez not not a turnover. Not a turnover, Man. but. And, this man, he is efficient when it comes to picking and choosing his shots. But, yeah, this was uh, a tough one to watch. Ben, I mean, really going – really from from out, out the gate, they just – there seemed like there was never any sort of momentum. And after their loss against the Boston Celtics, uh, I really hope morale is, has not been lost in the locker room because they, throughout that entire game, that was that was one of the more entertaining games I've watched this season – Uh, when they were in Boston and you know, they, they had a really, it was a tough loss. I mean, it seemed like it really beat them up. So I really hope they didn't lose morale. Uh, but, but we are fortunate. We are headed right into the, uh, into the all-star break after this.
1: This, this I think was more of a product of just straight up reverting into bad habits. Like when the wizards were playing good basketball, Russell Westbrook was playing that. And I called it like the Rondo ask type role where he was the lead playmaker really stepped it back with his three point shooting Even his mid-range jump shots, the only shots he was really taking was in the paint. He was facilitating. On Tuesday, he decided that he was going to become a three-point shooter. fix seven threes. That's not his game. Had eight turnovers, seven in the first half. It came out of nowhere. It's really hard to win games when he's turning the ball over that much. No momentum whatsoever. You find yourself down by double digits. And to to climb out of a 20-point lead, as the Wizards have done time after time after time, takes so much energy and it's basically impossible to end up winning those games and that's why you see the result is what it is russell westbrook needs to go back to doing what he did when the wizards were winning games stop shooting the three-point shot because truth be told he's reminding me of josh smith a little bit with the detroit pistons where he just refused to stop doing things that he was bad at at this point in his career russell westbrook is not a jump shooter he never was he never will be at 32 years old he's not going to develop a three-point shot overnight so he needs to stop shooting threes. I don't know if Scott Brooks has told him this behind the scenes, how the coaching staff is approaching Russell Westbrook's role, but it's pretty apparent that he needs to stop shooting, period. If he's going to age gracefully, he needs to be a facilitator, help help defensively, and, and just make that the focal point of his game because the three-point shooting, the mid-range shooting, the the ridiculous turnovers isn't going to help the Wizards at this point.
0: This was a surprise, Ben, because he really, for, for the past handful of games, he has been taking what, one, two threes a game. Some games, you know, no threes. It This was kind of out of nowhere. Uh, maybe it was because the team never were really able to to find a rhythm and, you know, the Stars try and will their team from behind because, Ben, hey, we're down, what, 20-something in the third as the fourth was was approaching. So that, it was just, an, it really was all bad all around and f- for a lot of guys, too. I mean, I mean Russ... Yes, he had a lot of turnovers and um it just it, it was brutal for him uh shooting the ball especially, you know, for Bradley Beal too. He did not have a good night. It's a very rare shooting night for Brad. Obviously, he's the best, you know, offensive guard in the league, offensive player in the league. That's what we always talk about. But Ben Rui Hachimura, 25 minutes, 2 for 7 from the floor, uh 7 points, 2 rebounds. He hasn't been too assertive trying to rebound more. Really this season he's been more inconsistent. Uh, shooting the ball, picking the juices and the shots. Ben, he prides himself on, on being this, this great defending uh, you know, power forward. Are we going to see much more from him offensively, or are we going to see just kind of like the inconsistencies that we've seen so far?
1: That's, I think, almost uh, the, the story of a player in his position where he's 23 years old. He's being asked to play a fairly large role on the team that's expected to win games. The up-and-downs will be there. His three-point shootings, I I thought, is a bit concerning because he's been shooting like 20% over the last 10, 15 games or something like that. And for him to really uh, expand his game and to become the player that he can become – he has to start hitting threes and I mean, we'll touch on Rui a little bit more because these past three games have been really rough Anthony and and look this, this entire game on Tuesday was rough and before we get into some of the other odd things that we saw on Tuesday I want to let you guys know about CBDMD March is National Sleep Month and as the official CBD of a good night's sleep our good friends at CBDMD want to help you celebrate the right way they've got dozens of options to help you relax recharge and enhance your nighttime routine and there's nothing more calming than a nice hot bath. CBD bath salts fuse superior CBD with a mixture of Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience. And Anthony will tell you all about it because he loves it. Choose from lavender or eucalyptus, eucalyptus scents or a soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. While CBD bath bombs provide a refreshing, relaxing bath experience by combining 100 milligrams of CBD with essential oils, Epsom salt, and calming natural scents to help you soak away the day. Go to CBDMD.com and use the promo code NBA for 20% off or 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. That's CBDMD.com. Use the promo code NBA for 25% off.
0: Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: We're covering everything you need to know about the Wizards, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Anthony, Tuesday was just weird for the Wizards. It was just bad all around. And I think we can throw we can throw Scott Brooks in that mix as well. He's had a difficult time finding his rotation all season long. Tuesday, he did something you know odd, even by the season standards. He started Garrison Matthews and Mo Wagner, then he didn't play him the entire second half. Matthews played nine minutes. Wagner totaled eleven. Anthony, what gives? Is, is this this a coaching blunder? Did you see Garrison and Mo do something wrong? Is he still trying to figure it, the rotations out halfway <laughs> into the season? What gives?
0: What gives? No, this does not make any sense. And Ben, we've been talking about this all season, and really, we haven't been talking about it much as as of recently. But the rotations continue to be super inconsistent. His minutes distribution is just really, really inconsistent. And if you're going to start Garrison Matthews, which they have been for for a while now, really since since they went on a roll, since they started going on a roll, exactly. And tonight, what do you get? Nine minutes.
1: Nine minutes. Him
0: and you got Nine minutes. Yeah. In those nine minutes, five points, two for four from the floor. Um, you know he's great in crunch time, just because of how much energy he brings. How really, like, I mean, I mean, he's always moving. That guy, he he's moving a hundred miles an hour always. He's, I mean, he's always on the ball. So, um, in crunch time, we we always want him in there. Ben, like you said, him and Mo Wagner, no minutes late. And you know, to go up a guy uh, against a guy like Valanciunas is is no easy task, just because of um, the type of play. I mean, he's a great he's a, he is a great center in, in this league. And you know, uh, I know that I know that Robin Lopez got. Uh, some burn, not a lot of playing time, 14 minutes, but Alex Len, obviously uh, you and I are in agreement that he's probably the, the most athletic center on the team. And he got the most playing time tonight, but it makes absolutely no sense why Mo Wagner was not thrown into the mix in the second half whatsoever. Yeah, It makes no sense. Alex Len, I mean, to, to, to really to, at that, at that stretch, maybe split time between the both of them. I mean, maybe, maybe Scott me, saw something something more uh, you know, with with Alex Len defending Valentunas and, and how he liked uh, really how he was uh defending the glass and and rebounding the ball, but still it doesn't make sense if you're gonna start Mo if you're going to it, it just doesn't make sense to me right
1: now do not I d I don't I don't know. If I if I went into a deep hibernation and woke up mid game, I would have thought this game happened four weeks ago. Like the 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 weird rotations were a part of this game as much as they've been three weeks ago when the team was still playing bad basketball. You're right. It didn't make sense, and it's hard to justify it. Like, it'd be one thing if Garrison Matthews played nine minutes and he was turning the ball over or he was fouling and he just couldn't get his rhythm. He had zero fouls. He went two for four. He was playing good basketball. He brought the energy. Same thing with Mo Wagner. I couldn't justify it, especially like... This team played with really no energy on Tuesday. These are two guys that you started for that reason. Why not play them the entire second half? It would be exactly. one thing if you limited their minutes i couldn 't figure it out. I think it's hard yeah. to justify, and in fact, I think it's hard to justify because there is no justification so
0: it's not and he and, and, and even still giving Troy Brown jr. and Anthony Gill randomly one minute each i i don 't understand why, why that is even worth it i don 't understand the, the rotations of of Mo, Mo Mo, and Garrison Matthews showed us. I mean, he continued to show why they deserve minutes, why they are valuable pieces in this league. And um, really, I love seeing them in crunch time. I don't know about you, Ben, but I don't know what he, what Scott saw differently in the first half where he wanted to make some drastic changes because those are drastic changes in the game plan. You're starting these two guys, and you're refusing to play them after. So I don't know what he saw. uh would they have had a better chance to win with those guys in? Uh, yeah, I would. I would think so. I don't. I don't know. Do you?
1: I mean, the record indicates that, right? They, they, they've been playing good basketball when they've been playing heavy minutes, and and on Tuesday they didn't play really any significant minutes and sat the entire second half. But one thing that I think that's good to come out of this was. With Mo Wagner and Garrison Matthews out, it, lend, it lended itself to Denny Abde getting more opportunities. He had a pretty good game, one of his better games in recent memory. 10.7 rebounds, 4 for 7 shooting. Uh, he had a really cool layup off uh, Russell westbrook You hit a couple of key threes down the stretch to cut the lead there. This is the Denny Abdeh they need to use more. Th- this is seven shots. He actually showed up and looked like an NBA player. He looked like an all-rookie-type player. And why? Because he took shots. He had seven seven shots off the bench. Played twenty six minutes. They need more of this. Something I wanted to mention, and I've noted. uh, One of my colleagues um, disagreed with me on bullets forever. Kevin Broom said that the Wizards run occasionally some um, some uh, creative sets that the Wizards run. I don't. I don't see those. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't see it. I see. So when
0: when you say creative sets, are, are you just? Do you mean like experimental sets?
1: You- yeah, or or just something that that would maybe uh draw your interest when you're watching right? It's not a traditional Bradley Beal handoff, it's not uh Davis Bertans coming off a down screen, it's not uh even running Robin Lopez on a on a on a post up play. Yep. They have the talent to run creative offenses. Denny Avdi has a six nine point forward. We say this all the time. Davis Bertans, he had a decent game, three for six shooting. He only took six shots in twenty eight minutes. Something's gotta give here, right? If your offense isn't flowing, you're turning the ball over, why not like let's mix it up a little, let Danny run the ball, let give Troy Brown some minutes, just figure something out. Let's do something unconventional, something that you haven't tried before, something creative. I haven't seen that from Scott Brooks this season, especially when the going gets tough. The most creative thing I've seen Scott Brooks do this year is play Ish Smith, Hal Neto and Russell Westbrook together, and sorry, that didn't work and it wasn't all that creative. So here, we need to I I think um change up the offense a little bit as opposed to just depending entirely on Westbrook and Beal because they combine for almost 40 shots and that's just not going to cut it in the modern NBA. You need to have a more event, uh, inventive offense. But
0: Absolutely, Ben. I totally agree with you. If, if you're going to be creative, quote-unquote creative, throw Jerome Robinson, Troy Brown Jr., Isak Bonga, maybe an Anthony Gillen randomly and give them actual time, actual minutes. Jenny Arvia, consistent minutes. He got 26 minutes tonight you you're going to see an all rookie type of player if you're going to give him the minutes that okay. he deserves and really he I mean, he deserved that role uh i don't know why he lost his starting role no one really knows why he lost his starting role maybe it's because of you know, you know your colleague like what he said these creative sets i don't buy that
1: i don't see them <laughs> I'm sorry I don't see no. them. Maybe If they it was, if it was creative,
0: happen. you're right. Troy Brown Jr. would be in there because when we talk about player development, Ben, this is his third year in the league. Drafted him yeah. 15th overall. They, that You're using your first-round draft pick, and you're trying to develop him. Last year, you gave him the minutes to do so. And I know that you are acquiring other guards, but if you're going to use him at the three spot, he's not a guard, right? This isn't and,
1: a situation where Troy Brown is playing behind um, veteran players who've earned exactly over six, seven years. Exactly. So,
0: yes, I can see being creative if you're throwing in Troy Brown Jr., if you're going to throw in uh, more of Isak Banga and Jerome Robinson. You're, you're right, Ben, because when you play three-point guards at once, how is that creative? It's not. I
1: don't know about creative. I mean, it's bad. It's bad basketball, is what it is. And here's here's the issue. I just here. don't want to call it creative because I, no, it's 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 not here. John Morant, thirty-five points, eleven for eighteen shooting. Oh, clearly, yeah. clearly, yeah, Russell Westbrook was having a hard time guarding him at this point in his career. Clearly, Howell Neto was going to have a hard time guarding him. Troy Brown Jr. is one of the best defenders on this team. Why not throw him at him? Why not 100%. throw Troy Brown at John 100%. Morant? We didn't see that on Tuesday, and what we saw was another lackluster performance. All in all, from top to bottom, from Scott Brooks to the last guy who played, just really no energy, no semblance of any sort of um, uh, any, any sort of like consistency. Just flat from the from the opening tip to the last buzzer, flat. All Ben, what scares me about the Troy Brown situation
0: right now is that next season, if they trade him, if he go, he he moves on to greeter pastures. And we start to see other teams utilize him the way that the Wizards should. And he shines because, obviously, we know that he can shine. And what scares me about that even more is, I mean, if you're going to, to do that to your 15th overall pick, what are you going to do to your ninth overall pick? How are you going to progress Denny, Denny Adfio along?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a question. he has been very up and down. I mean, yeah, yes, I it's mean, great.
0: He got 26 minutes against the Memphis Grizzlies. That's great. But I'd love to see more consistency uh, in, in minutes distribution because, Ben, I mean, we, you and I, we, we say it over and over and over again. He's one of the best players on the team, right? And he I earned his he's, starting role.
1: Perhaps I'm seeing something in Troy Brown that no, no one else is seeing, but I think he clearly has the size – of a modern NBA player. He has the skill set and the court vision that you need in, in like players that typically succeed today. Because the players that typically succeed today are the ones that can play multiple positions. They have great court vision. They can catch and shoot. Troy Brown can do all of that, yet for whatever reason, the Wizards just haven't utilized him. And, and Denny Abdi has the same sort of player. 6'9", can handle the ball, can defend, can shoot from outside, can do a little bit of everything. Jack of all trades. Uh, yet the Wizards just can't seem to utilize these players for whatever the reason. But before we get into more of, of, of the Wizards' troubles and touch on a little bit more of Rui Hachimura, I want to let you guys know that it's Built Bar Madness time with all the delicious flavors at Built Bar from peanut butter brownie to the classic peanut butter. Which amazing flavor will prevail on top as the best tasting bar? We're going to do something we've never done before on Lockdown Wizards and touch and, and and taste and unlock one of these flavors live on the podcast. Anthony, dig in. Let us know about this bar, how it tastes, what it looks like, and what it is. What are you holding right now? Guys, we
0: love the energy from Ben about Built Bar. And Built Bar has sent us many packages. Both Ben and I have gotten many shipments from Built Bar I right now I'm holding a, a built bar, crispy peanut butter bar, twenty one grams of protein, guys, hundred and seventy calories, gluten free, no preservatives, it's natural flavoring. This thing is unbelievably taste like tasty.
1: And I, I mean, and I'm just gonna get right into it's it. It's delicious. Give it a try, okay? I'm gonna I mean,
0: this is a podcast. We're not watching anything on TV, so this you know so you got to
1: describe what it tastes like.
0: Exactly. So I'm, yeah, exactly. So guys, I'm opening it up right now, just so you know. <laughs> um, it looks absolutely delicious. It's
1: wow. So he just took a bite. Here we go.
0: Big bite, guys.
1: What is it? How how delicious is it, Tell guys?
0: Us. Guys, this built bar. If I, I mean, I'm in the middle of doing a podcast, but if I was just getting done with a workout right now. I'd be through the roof, and right now I'm still through the roof because this is this is the peanut butter is absolutely unbelievable. The chocolate is great. The crunch is great. This is a built bar, crispy bar. I'm loving my life right now. Go crispy get it,
1: bar. There you have it from Anthony. But you can get more flavors on Built Bar if you go to builtbar.com and you use the promo code lockdown for twenty percent off. Is the crispy peanut bar the best bar? We'll find out on Built Bar Madness in due time. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website right now or use your cell phone and receive 50% off or your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook. Experts and you'll receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked On at BetOnline. March Madness is only a few weeks away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on this year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has released his Big Board 2.0 with profiles of future Washington Wizards, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast, wherever you get podcasts. Anthony, we just had a little bit of fun with that built bar, and we've been trying to maintain the energy and consistency, as always, as Lockdown Wizards. but Rui Hachimura, Let's get into it. He's had a tough, tough point in this season. Here's his last three games. I get it. It's basic numbers. Some of you stat heads might come at me and tell me he's being incredibly efficient, efficient, yada, yada. Here's his last three games. Six points against the Wolves. Two points against the Celtics. Seven points against the Grizzlies on seven shots. Anthony, I was just gonna ask you flat out. Should we be worried about Rui? What's going on with this guy?
0: I think we should 100 percent be worried about Rui. I think he's having a very inconsistent year. Is that unfair to say, Ben? Am I am I crazy for saying he's having an inconsistent year?
1: Anthony, I mean, you're not you're not wrong at all. I mean, Rui has been had has been having an up and down season. We saw that over the last three games, as I just said. We saw that on Tuesday. I think the Wizards, again, we talked about them needing to get creative with their sets. Rui. I think maybe we have to accept that it might take him a little bit of time to develop a three-point shot. I think f- in ways that the Wizards need to improve uh, in terms of getting Rui really better shots, maybe make him a pick-and-pop player from the mid-range. Let him r- run some isolation plays from the post uh, so he can face up and knock down those patented mid-range jump shots that he feels comfortable taking because you don't want to make a player um, you know, do something that he's not comfortable doing and perhaps hurt his confidence Um, heard his contribution for the team movies. We're we're kind of witnessing that with Rui. Um, There's been times where, you know, he's been shooting like 20% from three over the last 10 games. Um, he's not a three-point shooter at this point in his career. I would love if the Wizards use him as more of a pick-a-pop player from mid-range. It may be uh, in likes of like a Lamarcus Aldridge or something like that because he is a good mid-range shooter, and you still get plenty of spacing there. Uh, the Wizards have some really solid three-point shooters. so I'm not sure if it would hurt them offensively if they utilize Rui as more of more of a uh, you know mid-range shooter, a post-up guy, a face-up player. But all in all, I think Rui. I think he has to pick his spots a little bit better, um, attack the basket with more purpose. We've seen him miss some easy bunnies around the basket, maybe try and dunk more. I see Drew Gooden, who does play-by-play for the Wizards, talks about that often. You know, Driving with purpose, getting to the free throw line if he's struggling to make shots. These are all little things that Rui needs to do, but I'm not going to lose faith in Rui. He's only 23 years old. He has a ton of you know, international experience. He's a star overseas in Japan. Um, we've seen that he has NBA-type talent. I think he's a 17, 18, maybe even 20-point-per-game scorer. He's capable of doing that. I'm not going to give up on him. I think he's one of the better prospects the Wizards have on the roster. I'm excited to see what he ends up being, but at this point, it is up and down. I am worried more so about how the Wizards are using him and how the coaching staff is approaching his career more so than I am about Rui, the player, because I think he does have an immense amount of talent. But as always, Lockdown Wizards faithful. We want to thank you for listening. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. The Clippers are coming up, so we'll preview that game. Don't, don't forget to subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you prefer your podcasts. It's Lockdown Wizards. And as always, we'll be with you tomorrow.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.